Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Living Fear Free Podcast. I'm your host, Dee Price, and we are on episode 8 of 30 in our Living Fear Free series. So in this episode, we're going to look at how our words help to manifest our fears and bring them into our lives. Remember in previous episodes, we talked about those spiritual laws? Well, one of the spiritual laws is that we have what we say. We find it all throughout scripture, both in the Old and New Testament. Jesus said in Mark 23, we have what we say. Um, we read a scripture yesterday, and we're going to go read it again in Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Well, what fruit do our mouths produce? Our mouths produce words. Verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat its fruit. If we look at Proverbs 6, it's another one. Proverbs 6, 2 says, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. So we're going today to look at Job. Job, we're going to start in Job 1 and look and see how this spiritual law manifested itself in his life. Uh, it starts out saying that there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and the man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters who were born to him. And he had a bunch of stuff. He had possessions, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Verse 4 says, and his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on its his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would sin and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. And here's his fear. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. So he cut covenant all the time. Verse 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. So if you look at 1 Peter, talks about Satan walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's been doing this since the beginning. Walking back and forth on the earth, going to and fro, looking for somebody to devour. Verse 8 says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? I'm not even going to get into that part. So verse 9 says, So Satan answered the Lord and says, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will truly curse you to your face. So Satan's telling God, you know what? You got this hedge around him. You stretch your hand out, take what you've given him and he's going to curse you. But look at what the Lord says. 
Verse 12 says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So we've got a couple of things here. We've got Job who would get up regularly and cut a covenant before the Lord because he says, he spoke his fear. It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And then we've got Satan saying, you know what, take everything he got and he's going to curse you. That's in Job one. We go to Job three and they come and tell him that all his kids are dead and he lost everything he has. And you read all of the stuff that happens to him. And verse 25 says, Job opened his mouth and says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. So he was getting up and cutting covenant, but he was not trusting God. If you look back over in chapter one, in verse 12, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. How did all that Job have get in Satan's power? Through fear. He put it in there himself because of his fear. But look at what it says. All all he has is in your power, but don't lay a hand on him. So he couldn't kill him. He could not kill him. He could not take his life. But he had put everything he had in his hand. That's something to think about. The things that we fear, we're the ones that bring this stuff into manifestation. Remember, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. When we begin to fear things and begin to speak about it, we're giving, we're putting fuel to that flame. Chapter 22 of Job in verse 28 says, you will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways, either the light of what you fear or the light of what you put your faith in. But we decree a thing and it's established unto us. Those things that we imagine When we start speaking them out of our mouth, if you notice, fear starts on the inside of us and we start to imagine that thing happening and imagine that thing happening and imagine that thing happening. And then one day something will come up and all of a sudden we'll start talking about that fear to somebody, not realizing that we are decreeing that thing. Remember my friend, Tony? He would say all the time that he wasn't going to live to see his 21st birthday, and he did not. When I was a kid, my mom had a fear that I was going to have a baby, that I was going to get pregnant. And she would say it all the time. She would say it all the time. She spoke that fear. Well, I had a child in my teens. Her fear came to pass. She spoke it. She was afraid of it. It had no choice but to happen. What we fear, we bring into our lives, we tie ourselves to. And once we start to speak those things, they have no choice but to happen to us. So how do we combat that? We go in and we find out what God has said in his word. We go out and we find out 
where he says, fear not, and why he says, fear not. And then whatever it is that that has caused that fear to come up in our lives, we go and find out what he said about it. And we begin to say that. We begin to imagine that. When the Bible talks about meditating on the word of God, we're supposed to go and find out what God said and then actively use our imagination to see ourselves living and doing those things that God said. When he says that Jesus himself took our sickness and bore our infirmities and by his stripes we were healed, that means we don't have to pray for God to heal us because Jesus already took that sickness and we were already healed. So we need to see ourselves with that healing. We need to see ourselves healed. I heard a story about a woman who, she was basically legally blind. She could see very, very little. And she was the wife of a preacher and they had evangelists come in and she had been prayed for so many times that she didn't want to be prayed for anymore. So this guy came in and she just kept avoiding him because she didn't want to be prayed for. And so finally on the last day, he cornered her. He said, I'm going to pray for you. So she acquiesced and she sat down and he prayed for her. And he said, now, can you see? And she opened her eyes and he said, I didn't tell you to open your eyes. And so she closed them again. And so he spoke to her again and he said, can you see? And she opened her eyes. He said, I didn't tell you to open your eyes, close your eyes. And so she closed her eyes and she's like, I don't know what this guy wants. And so he spoke to her a little bit more and he said, okay, can you see? And she went to open her eyes. He said, I didn't tell you to open your eyes. You have to see yourself seeing. So she began to pray in the spirit for a while and she kept her eyes closed and she prayed. And then after a few minutes, she said, I can see it. She said, I see myself seeing. And she opened her eyes and she had her sight. We are supposed to see ourselves with the things that God says he has already given us because once he has spoken it out of his mouth, as far as he's concerned, it's a done deal. He's not waiting for it to happen. When you look at Genesis, it says, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw. As soon as he, as soon as he blows it out his mouth, it's done. As far as he's concerned, we have it. Our job is to apprehend what he has already given us by faith. We don't see ourselves with what Satan's trying to give us. We've been redeemed from sickness and disease. We've been redeemed from poverty. We've been redeemed from lack. We've been redeemed from depression. We've been redeemed from everything that we find ourselves dealing with that we're not supposed to be dealing with. We have been, been, we have been redeemed from fear, but it is our job to go and get the things that Jesus bought and paid for with his own blood, with his own life. So um, we're going to start digging into what the word says, and we're going to start practicing this in the episodes that we have left. Um, until then, until our next episode, I'm going to bid you adieu, and I'm going to remind you that you have a right to live fear-free. Living fear-free is a right that was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. It's time for us to apprehend it. It's time for us to live the way we were created to live without fear. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. Bye. 